Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, this for my dogs from the east to the west side. Rock it brown and orange with me, baby. Let's ride. Represent the land, let them know. Tell them, here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Everybody, for another episode of the Here We Go Brownies podcast, I'm Allie Heisong coming at you live from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And join with me, as always, my wonderful co host out in Boise, Idaho, with a beautiful background and a beautiful hat on his head. Dustin, how are you doing tonight, sir? Allie, I just kind of feel like we're in that kind of rut of what's we're, we're in that anticipation of football's coming. We just want it to be here and we just can't wait. So it's that's what I'm excited about. The buzz in Cleveland is is at a fever pitch. I'm hearing they are ready to get some training camp on, and I think I'm excited for that. And it seems like this has been the longest off season ever. Oh, you Allie, but this seems like the longest off season ever. And we made the playoffs. We even had a couple extra weeks, but it seems like the longest, longest off of NFL football for Cleveland Browns fans. The buzz is buzzing. There's a lot of energy out of Cleveland. Uh, I can feel all the way down here in South Carolina. I live it. I love it. I'm here for it. And it's so much fun. But this has been a very long off season. And now, listeners, you're getting people like Dustin and I having battles between offensive and defensive drafts and, um, you know, being able to just have some fun with some of the segments, but also being able to talk to some players and just some people uh, in the in the building. Um, so it's been a lot of fun for us this offseason. We've got some more wonderful content coming your way. We're really excited, but we do ask that you bear with us and uh, interact with us. We want to hear from you tonight. We are going through our defensive draft. So we're going to unpack that here in a little bit. Uh, we do ask that you drop your comments, questions, concerns. We'll get to it live on the program, but definitely interact with us on the pod tonight. Um, this is an interactive mock. It's fully live. Um, Dustin and I are going head to head. He holds the number one overall pick. I wonder who he is going to pick. Uh, but we're going to get into that here momentarily. Before we do so, uh, just want to let everybody know, and, and please forgive me if you hear me cough. I'm battling a little bit of a, a cold right now. Um, so if you hear me cough, I will do my best to mute myself before I before I do so. Uh, but just bear with us. It's uh, It's been a week. Uh, but Dustin, how about you tell our listeners about that beautiful background behind you and where they could get one? Yeah, so this backdrop here is from gutterp.com. Andy, and uh, he, I talked to him on the phone today, Allie. He has been so busy making canopies. Uh, he's going to be at our event August 8th. He's going to have some Cleveland-themed canopies. Uh, great guy, Allie's talked to him as well. Um, but you guys can get custom ones for anything you ever want, um, if you have a birthday party or for your company. But uh, Andy, support a local guy there with gutterp.com, but just a good dude, um, and he'll take care of you. And actually, he built... And you'll see it at our event, August 8th. He built us a full-fledged backdrop that's beautiful that Allie and I will be doing interviews from August 8th in Cleveland. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, also, before we get into it, we want to make sure that all of you are going to check out our friends at Only in Cleve. You can get your official Here We Go Brownies podcast hat or t-shirt. Dustin's displaying one right now on his head. Uh, and use promo code WOOF, woof all lowercase, all, all one word, W-O-O-F, W-O-O-F, at checkout to get 10% off of your order. Uh, we encourage you to do so because Brian and his guys are simply the best. Well, Tina Turner there. They are simply well, the best. I was just thinking about this the other day. Here we go, brownies. Woof, woof. Here we go, brownies. Woof, woof. Well, look at, that. look at that then. <laughs> look at that. Dustin, did you get to see any of the uh, 
association last night, National Basketball Association. Allie, I'm just going to put it out there. I've watched some basketball in my time. I'm an NBA fan. I'm a Cavs fan. Of course. Phoenix, that was a total meltdown. Yes, it was. And I'm sorry, but if I'm Chris Paul, I need to be looking in the mirror because that guy was brought there to win a championship. The turnovers he had, I'm sorry, but, you know, I, I was kind of rooting for the Phoenix Suns because I, I have no association with them, but I was like, hey, they haven't won one. You know, they've been close with Barkley, but I'm sorry, you had it in your grasp and you let it go three in a row and they took it to you. And I saw the crowd outside uh, the Milwaukee establishments last night. Holy yeah. crap, were they ready to celebrate a championship in Milwaukee? So hats off to the Bucks. Yep. Good D. They figured out the Phoenix Suns those last few games. And hats off even to the head coach over in Phoenix. He came over into the Bucks locker room alley and said, Hey, you made me a better coach this year. You made me a better, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, that's pretty, I thought that was pretty interesting that he came over and you know congratulated him in the locker room. But I'm sorry, man. That was just that was tough to watch, Allie. Yeah, it was. I mean, I I know I said on the last show, I was kind of rooting for Phoenix just. I had no rooting interest. I really didn't. But it was, just, still, right. it was just fun to sit back and watch two teams that I, I really didn't care. However, you know what I liked? You know what I liked about it? Was both of them were pretty, I mean, I can't say maybe so much for Phoenix, but small market teams. Yeah. You, know, you get Milwaukee. I know Phoenix maybe isn't so much a small market, but, you know, it's it's not it's not the Lakers. It's not the Warriors. It's, it's not the Bulls. Not, the it's not the Nets. Yeah. It's it's somebody a little bit different and a young up and coming team. Now, Chris Paul, not so hot, but Devin Booker, you know, the sky's the limit for that kid. DeAndre Ayton, sky's the limit. It it was a lot of fun to watch this entire series, actually this entire playoffs. It's just been a lot of fun to watch these teams that have young up and coming guys. It was just different. Um, Can I I make one interjection there? You you absolutely can. Mr. Booker said after losing last night. Yeah, let's talk about that. Can we, can we, okay, uh, Cleveland, like who, by the way, what is with other cities picking on Cleveland, like New York City? Oh, it's better, a gloomy day in New York's better than a sunny, you know, like what is with people like going after Cleveland all of a sudden? So go ahead, Allie, let, let, let our listeners know what Mr. Booker had to say about the upcoming off season and going into the season next year when you're playing a certain team in Cleveland. Well, I don't have the direct quote in front of me, however... And I will, I will say this, Devin Booker, I, I like Devin Booker a lot. I don't, he wasn't taking a shot at the city. He was taking a shot at the organization. And I will say I'm die, die hard, die hard Cavs fan. Both of us are. We, we can agree. We can agree that the organization hasn't been run flawlessly since LeBron left. And I, I think that's no shock. That's, that's no surprise. That's no secret. Um, right. But what he was trying to say was, you know, coming off of this, this time or next year when we're playing just a regular season game, he used Cleveland as an example as a bad on a Tuesday team. night. On a, on a Tuesday, Tuesday night, night <laughs> we're playing Cleveland. You know, I've got to rethink and remember where I I was. It's the, basically what he was saying was I've got to pay attention to the small details. I've got to be dialed in. I've got to be completely focused. And he's right. I mean, that's not that's not incorrect. But Cleveland, leave us alone, man. We're rooting for you. <laughs> I know. I was like. Just, just say any team you play, right? Yes. Yeah. You don't have to specifically name players, 
You don't specifically have to name teams. You don't need to do that because now Cleveland, who sits with the number three overall pick in this year's draft coming up yeah. next week, need I remind you, Phoenix, need I remind you, Devin Booker, how many times you picked in the top five of draft? And it, it was a couple consecutive years there to get to where you are. Watch out for Cleveland. That's trying. That's what they're trying to do. Now, they don't have a LeBron James, but they've got a good young core. Got a good oh, back. Sure. They've got the talent. Now they, they need organizational stability. But but you get those pieces in place, and who knows what they're going to do in this year's draft. It takes one person. It takes one run. So you, now you put a chip on their shoulder. Cleveland loves that. Cleveland gets the world. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I think Cleveland teams, Ali, you know this. Like, look, it's you, what is the mantra? Cleveland against the world. I mean, that's kind of the. And it's interesting, like how the Cleveland Browns last year took one player from the Pittsburgh Steelers saying it's gray faces, a few good players are the same old Browns. And they took that to heart and they just went in and just said, you know, okay, we'll show you where they're with the same old Browns. But yeah, um, when Phoenix plays Cleveland, that'll be an interesting game to watch. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So yeah, that was fun. Uh, we're, we're not going to spend any more time on that, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, I mean, come on, man. Come on. Leave us alone. Leave us alone. We're rooting for you over here. We weren't rooting for you. Not anymore. Now we don't want to kill you, but um, <laughs> it was a fun, I, I will say that was a fun series to watch. It really was. I well, you know what, what I learned from that, they ended up being pretty evenly matched teams in some ways a lot. I mean, what one team was their weakness was the other team's greatness and they played, you know, but just, man, it seemed like Milwaukee just figured them out pretty quick, and that, that was it. So hey, You know what? Speaking of greatness, we can't sit here and talk about how bad uh, the Suns did without speaking to how amazing and elite uh, Giannis was oh. in, in game six last night. I, I mean, to put 50 up, five blocks, I, mean, I think it was 10 assists or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember what the exact stat line was. I, I love that guy. It's so hard. How can you hate Giannis Antetokounmpo? He is just what a guy. Love that guy. He's just a good um, individual too. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just great guy, great dude. I I'm, I love rooting for him and a small market. That's 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 a lot of fun. So us Cavs fans, us Cleveland fans, we know what it's like to have that that championship come to Cleveland. The Cavs did it in 2016. Mm -hmm. So congratulations, Milwaukee. Uh, celebrate that is just that's truly amazing. Respect to you. All right, we're going to get into our defensive draft. As I mentioned, Dustin holds the number one overall pick. I am sweating and stressing on what I'm going to do because I know what Dustin's going to do. So this is just a game of strategy. Uh, the overall point of this, and we did it with the offensive draft, is to create the most well-rounded team. However, overall, 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 right? overall okay. offense and defense. So I'm going into this, and you can do it however you want, Dustin, but I'm going into this thinking, okay, how can I get the most well-rounded defense? Now, Dustin and I are going head to head. However, this still is the Browns roster and we're going to sit here and dissect each move. We're going to talk about each player positively, of course, with the caveat of I will be trying to strategize to build my team, but maybe screwing Dustin up a little bit can be fun and vice versa. So we do encourage that. We encourage you to uh, leave a comment, interact with us as we get into this. But before we do so, if you do not have stadium mustard in your home, this summer, you will be missing out. You're grilling out, having hot dogs, hamburgers, what have you. If you're, or you just need a snack, just dip some pretzels in it. You have to have the iconic Stadium Mustard brand 
in your home. I will tell you, I've done it myself. Dustin, I told you before, I said, I'm not the biggest mustard person, but stadium mustard above all else is truly the best. So make sure that you have that in your home this summer. So Allie, quick note on that. I was downtown Boise. Yep. And proudly, my stadium mustard shirt. They're good looking shirts, right? They're great, yeah. This guy taps me as I'm walking towards me. He goes, what is stadium mustard? And I'm like, that's the business. Oh, hang on. He goes, I'm a mustard connoisseur. So my friend starts laughing. I'm like, well, if you're a mustard connoisseur, how the hell do you not know what stadium mustard is? And the guy kind of is taken back a little bit. And I said, go Google stadium mustard. I go, it's in Cleveland Stadium. It's iconic. It's in multiple stadiums around the country. He goes, it's brown mustard, right? I'm like, yeah, of course it's brown. He goes, I love brown mustard. And so like we had this like little moment on the street for two minutes, but I just thought that was interesting that he was this mustard connoisseur so now we have a new fan of stadium mustard it was great but it was a good little conversation Sorry. i can get on board with that that's pretty cool that's pretty cool i like that all right dustin you ready oh Allie, i've been thinking about this all day yeah Sorry. me too um so i will be taking notes uh that way yeah. we don't miss anything so bear with me as i do that dustin go ahead with your number one overall pick i'm just gonna write um, down with the overall number one overall pick I'm going to take Javante. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm going to take Miles Garrett, defensive end for the Cleveland Browns. Just had to, I had to get that look on your face. Like, what is he doing right now? Yeah, Miles Garrett. And yeah. why am I taking this? Uh, elite defensive end, multiple sacks, probably could get 11 or 12 this year. Um, just an elite talent, um, can play at the highest level. Um, on any team, even if he wasn't on the Browns. So clearly, probably, arguably one of the top three, if not top two defensive ends in the league. Yeah. So pick Miles Garrett. You know, Dustin, when we did last uh, two, two or three weeks ago, when we did the offensive draft, we said, hey, there's a handful of players that you can't lose. If, you know, we said right. if, if something were to happen and they weren't available for this season, it would be absolutely detrimental to the entire roster. Miles Garrett's one of those guys. Now I said the same with Baker Mayfield, but you've got Case Keenum who can step in and kind of fill those shoes. There's not yeah. a lot of guys that can do that. And I don't think you have anybody within comparison or within the same ballpark as Miles Garrett for this team. What he brings to the table, what he contributes in terms, not only getting after the quarterback, not only stopping the run, but his strip sack fumbles, um, his ability to force turnovers, just his overall ability to be explosive and just disrupt the offense is, right. is absolute elite status. So you say number one, two, three-ish in the league. I'm, I'm going to put him number one. I mean, he's, he's right up there with the best. I would take mm -hmm. him any day over some of these other elite pass rushers, maybe outside of an Aaron Donald. Now he's a defensive tackle, but you know, some of these and that's guys, what I said. I had him like, against he's Aaron up Donald. there. He, he, he is the best. And if you would have went in any other direction here, I would have said, what in God's name are you doing? He's <laughs> far and away the easiest number one overall pick. And actually I think he's easier to select here than Baker Mayfield was to select for me. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. I'm, I battled for me um, in my head all day of what I was going to do um, because there's so much talent I'm going through the depth chart and I'm thinking to myself, like, what can I do? But there's such an emphasis, defensively speaking, on the pass rush mm -hmm. and the secondary. And I'm trying to approach this. I'm now 
last week or a couple weeks ago when we did the offensive, I said, you can do this however you want. I tried to model my offense after the Kevin Stefanski offense. I'm going to do the same here defensively, and I'm going to try to model it after what Joe Woods likes to do. So with that, um, I think there's a couple of guys I could have taken here, but I'm going to go Denzel Ward. Now, I know he hasn't played a full season. However, when he is healthy, he is a top five cornerback in the NFL. We saw it time in and time out this past season. Now, he's got to be able to play. He's got to be available. But I don't think there's any denying his talent and what he brings to the table. I put a very, very high emphasis on my defense, if I were Joe Woods, on the secondary. And that's what I would really – if I don't have a number one pass rusher, I'm going corner. Um, I think we saw that in this year's draft with the number 26 overall pick. They're like, well, what are they going to do? Are they going to go pass rusher? Because they could have. Are they going to go Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa, which they absolutely could have, or are they going to put the emphasis on a corner? And that's exactly what they did. So I'm going to go Denzel here. Like I said, I think there was a couple different things they could have done, um, but I, I feel comfortable with this. And I think that he is a cornerstone, no pun intended, on what Joe Woods and myself could build a defense around um, in the NFL. No, good pick. I was kind of wondering where you would go. I thought you'd go corner, um, which I appreciate that because then that's put me into my slot where I want to go next. Yep. And with third overall pick, I am going to take John Johnson. Yeah, that's that's tough. And I just think he's going to bring, if you look at his stats over the last few years, um, tackles and stuff for the Rams, I think he could come in and, and I'll say it right now, make the Pro Bowl with the Cleveland Browns this year. Um, in that position, uh, the Browns knew that that was an area of need for them in the offseason. They immediately addressed it. They were even aggressive with the pricing. And I think John Johnson is going to be a stud for the Browns this upcoming season. And he could even, in some ways, be that quarterback on defense and really survey the field and really be um, a great asset to the Browns um, in close games or when needed. Yeah, no, for me, Dustin, I, I was really between going Denzel or JJ3. I mean, that's kind of where it was. And uh, because of his leadership ability, because of his um, just wherewithal on the defense of being able to be that play caller, um, I love what he brings to the table. I think he kind of slid under the radar nationally in terms of free agent signings. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he's probably one of the best safeties in the NFL and to have him on defense is gonna be locked down uh, in that secondary. So. Yeah, that uh, if you weren't going to take him, I was. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I was like, I was like you're going to go Denzel. I got to go Johnson. Yeah, sure. And if you go Johnson, I'm going Denzel. Like, I just knew you were going to dance between those two. It's like I almost kind of know what your brain kind of thinks like at times. <laughs> it's like we've hosted a podcast together or something for a while. Um, okay, so I've got Denzel Ward. I need... I just discussed how I said that I put an emphasis on the pass rush and on the secondary. So with that, I'm not going to let you take my top two defensive ends, and I'm going to go Jadavion Clowney here. Now, this could be controversial because I don't know if a lot of people would take him here just due to his, um, you know, uh, lack of availability over the course of the past year. But I don't think that that warrants any question of his talent. Uh, and, and really what I mean by that is, has he gotten after the quarterback and gotten home all that often over the, let's just say the past two years? The answer is no. But can he be an elite defender 
on the front four? The answer is yes. The answer is absolutely yeah. yes. He's a top-notch run stopper. He can get mm-hmm. after the quarterback. And you know what? If he can't get that hit, somebody else can. So what I'm going to do, just you know, full disclosure, I, I want to be as well-rounded on my defense as possible. If I, that means a corner blitz or if that means a safety blitz or if Jadavion Clowney can just simply get after the quarterback, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that. So again, I think maybe there would be some question as to, well, that's pretty high to take somebody with some question marks. And the answer is yes. But I, I highly value that position. Um, I think the defensive line, defensive end specifically, is so important to this scheme. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you take the second best one uh, there on the line. So I'm going to go ahead and lock him up. So I'm going to take corner, defensive end. And that's what I'm going to do. All right. So you've taken a corner. Yeah. And you've taken Clowney. Yeah. And now I have the third pick, right? Yep. Or my third overall pick. This is where it gets fun, right? That's the fun part now. Speaking of fun, guess who just came into my uh, my room here? Uh, oh, we got a we got a little birdie appearance here. Oh, birdie's in the birdie's actually, in. actually, Dustin, I have an idea. Okay. Have, let's let Birdie. Oh, who's wet? Who must have just come in from the beach? Let's, <laughs> let's let Birdie have a quick word uh, from one of our sponsors, if that's okay. All right. All right. Birdie says, if you don't have Cleveland ketchup in your home. You are doing it wrong. As I mentioned, with those summer cookouts, <laughs> I think she'd really like some ketchup. Bernie's um, a little, Bernie's a little shy. She is a little camera shy. Uh, but in all honesty, if you don't have stadium mustard and you don't have Cleveland ketchup on your shelf this summer for your cookouts, for whatever you're having, your get-togethers, your barbecues, whatever, you're doing it wrong, Cleveland listeners. So make sure you get some Cleveland ketchup. You can get that at herewegobrownies.com. Go to our sponsors page. Click directly onto their website. It'll take you right there. You can get your order. So that's a quick word from our uh, mascot, Birdie. And uh, from- <laughs> I love, hey, who doesn't like, who doesn't love a dog? Hey, you know what? I did mention that this is live. So bear with us. Hey, and you know what? It's, you know, I have Bronco, you have Birdie. It's our own personal dog pound, right? We have our own dogs. I, my, I think my sister just took her out to the beach because she's got sand all over me now. So oh, so now you're sand. Perfect. All right. Dustin. Um, you know, I'm going to, boy, this is tough for me. I just, I'm all over the place here. Yeah, me too. Um. You know, I'm going to go, I'm, this is my wild card. So I'm kind of spreading, I'm sprinkling around here. I'm going to go J-O-K. I'm going to go a little crazy here. And I think he's going to be a starter. And I'm okay. going with the linebacker out of Notre Dame, where the Browns moved up and everybody said that we basically stole him in the second round and moved up to get him. I'm going to go J-O-K. I think this guy is going to be uh, a great talent for the Browns. I think he's got the tenacity to be a day one starter. And I'm going to go JOK here. Interesting that, you know, you know what I think is, is really a testament to the talent on this roster is that with the fifth overall pick on our defensive draft, you took a rookie and not our first round rookie. Um, now I think that's a testament to the value that the Browns got him at. Yep. Um, I like it. I think, I think, I think that's a good, good pick. I, I think, I'm not sure I would have taken him that high, but I, I am jealous that you have him because uh, I like what he's <laughs> able just in terms of his his uh, versatility. It's kind of that hybrid linebacker safety type of player. Um, mm-hmm. And really what we're going for here, I think I think I like that. I like that pick. Um, you know, for me, I'm 
I'm contemplating going one of two ways here. Um, but I'm, I'm really going to just try my best to lock down the secondary. And I'm going to go Ronnie Harrison. Um, I, I really think that what he did last year was he stepped in immediately, ready to go into a defense that he was not familiar with. He learned on the fly. He had some mistakes. Uh, he got hurt here and there. Uh, but at the end of the day, he learned the or he learned the defense, excuse me. And I think having that um, veteran presence and knowing the Joe Woods defensive scheme mm-hmm. will put him at a huge advantage as he goes into this year. So I'm going to go Ronnie Harrison here. I think he's an incredible talent. Um, and I'm so excited to see uh, these safeties play together in those oh, yeah. three safeties Joe Woods likes to run. So I'm going to go Ronnie here. Okay. Well, where do we go? You took Ronnie, you know. Boy, this is so... You know, I'm going to, I'm hoping for a bounce back year here. Yep. And I wish this person the best. Um, I'm going to go Greedy Williams, cornerback here. Um, you know, play is played in the Joe Wood defense, understands it. Uh, kind of a comeback player of the year. Kind of, I, I, I expect a lot out of Greedy this year, but I'm going to go with Greedy Williams here, corner. Okay. Um. Yeah, no, I, I think definitely having uh, having him available. You know, he suffered a, a tremendous injury, um, one right. that us Browns fans were frustrated with. We were like, what's going on with Greedy? What's happening? Is it a shoulder injury? Is it a nerve injury? What's going on? Um, and we don't know what that recovery is going to look like. So I, I wasn't going to select him that high um, just based off of that. Now, that's not what this draft is. It's, it's really more of a matter of talent. Um, but you do have to take those injuries into consideration. Oh, of course, absolutely. And that's honestly, Dustin, why I, I was questioning, do I take Denzel number one overall just due to his injury history? But right. if you don't have a good corner, you don't have a lot. We saw that last year when somebody right. shut him down. It was, it was scary. Um, so with that, um, I'm kind of bouncing back and forth right now between a couple of guys. You know, I, I'm actually going to go uh, rookie as well. Um, this might be high here. This might be high, but I'm going to go Greg Newsom. Um, I, I, I am going to I am going to lock down the secondary. That that's my goal on this is is to have. Um, you know, if you take a look at Greedy, what he brought to the table uh, two years ago, he had some rookie mistakes. He he really did, um, but I think. With Greg, he's almost like a gazelle out there. <laughs> and to have Denzel, who can be that lockdown, shutdown corner, and then you can have somebody like uh, a Greg Newsom who can be a little bit more rangy. Um, I'm not going to compare him to a safety because I don't think he is. But the way he runs and the way he plays, he's a little bit more versatile than I would say Greedy Williams is. So I, I am comfortable taking him here. And I think, honestly, Dustin, if I would have had my pick of either Greg or Greedy, I probably still would have taken Greg ahead of him just because I feel a little bit more confident in his ability to go in and be a plug and play type of player. So I'm going to go Greg Newsom on this. Okay. So for all of our podcasting people, you'll remember this podcast, July 21st, 22nd, whatever day it is. Allie has taken Clowney. I have taken Miles Garrett. I do need to address the other side because I don't have Clowney over there. So with the next pick, I'm going to take Curtis Weaver out of the former Boise State player for my defensive end. All right. And I'm going to tell you why. Yep. Um, 
I was listening to some commentators this last week of what they said that a person like Curtis Weaver brings to the table. I got to see him intimately as a Boise State uh, player. Mm-hmm. He has, when he was in the Mountain West, this is an interesting stat, multiple sacks against Herbert, Josh Allen, Wilson, quarterbacks that will be that are playing in the National Football League and are very good. He can get after the ball and he owns the Mountain West record for sacks by quite a few of all time, not just in a year, but of all time. I think he's going to bring the energy. I think he's hungry. And I think we're going to be really surprised what we see out of Curtis Weaver this year. And I'm not being a hometown biased, but I think there was a reason um, Mr. Barry went and snabbed him off the waiver wire. I think it was also a reason they paid him for the full year on injury. And there's a reason we didn't address the defensive end in the draft. And that comes to Curtis Weaver. Interesting. Okay. You do your thing. Um, no, I agree. I think, I think we got a steal in Curtis Weaver. I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. Um, and I think he also slid under that radar. I think he did. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to continue to lock down the secondary. I'm going to Troy Hill. Uh, I've got Denzel. I've got Greg Newsom there on, on the outside, but you give me Troy Hill in the slot. I'll take that all day, every day. Um, to be able to take really two fifths of the Rams defense, which was the uh, they were number one in, in right. defense um, over there in the NFC West, to take them and plug them into the Browns defense um, and really be able to lock down that secondary is going to be uh, really the key to locking down the entire defense. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Troy Hill here. I feel very confident in that. He's a veteran player. Um, mm-hmm. I think the way that he would play with Greg Newsom, Ronnie Harrison, and Denzel Ward there in the secondary. You can be rangy, you can be athletic, uh, but mm-hmm. allow Troy Hill and Denzel Ward to really be those lockdown corners, I, I would be excited about. Okay. Well, let's see. So you've, you've locked down your corners, right? You got your two corners now? Yeah, three corners. Okay, and you got a safety as well, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I need some beef. So when you need beef, you need beef. So with that said, my next pick is going to be Andrew Billings. Okay. And I'm going to take Andrew Billings, uh, just a mammoth of a man, six <laughs> one, 330 pounds. Um, I like a run stopper. I want a guy that can stop the run. We play against a lot of teams that do run the ball, even within our own division. So I'm going to take Andrew Billings' defensive tackle from an expert. Yeah, I'm really excited, Dustin, to see some of these opt-outs. Um, I'm excited to see Andrew Billings and what he brings to the table. We know he's got the beef. He's he's <laughs> he is. he's a big guy. But the wouldn't thing, want to run into that guy. No, I wouldn't. But the thing with him is he's not just a big guy. He's quick. I mean, oh, he, yeah. he is. He is. He's got quick feet. Yes, uh, he does. Yes, he and he can get after the quarterback and he can stop that run. Uh, to be able to plug him into that defensive line, I like that a lot. Um, I need a I need a pass rusher here. I'm going Tack McKinley. I know um, that the Browns are kind of taking a little bit of an investment risk on Tack McKinley, but I think they're getting in at the right time with him. He was very disgruntled in Atlanta. He wanted out. Um, he wasn't in a good position. He wasn't really in a position to succeed. I think you plug and play him here uh, in Cleveland. He's able to 
learn from some very veteran guys. Um, mm -hmm. I know his character was kind of a questionable aspect uh, coming coming into this season, um, but to put him in with guys like Jadavion Clowney, Miles Garrett, those who expect the best and allow him to learn, um, I feel very comfortable putting him on my defensive uh, on my defensive line and allowing Jadavion and Tack to get after the quarterback here. So I'm going to go Tack McKinley. Okay, that's a good pick. That, that's actually a good one. Um, I just think as camp progresses, I think we're going to get some surprises. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back to linebacker, and um, I'm a I'm a big fan of this guy. He plays with his hair on fire, uh, high level. I'm going to go Sione Taki Taki for my pick at linebacker here to kind of kind of level off my linebackers here. And I like that he has you know he's got a he's got the you know we talk about the Joe Woods defense comfortable in it. So I'm going to go with uh, Sione here. So I'm curious, why did, it, no disrespect to Sione Takitaki, but why was he your first linebacker off the board here? You mean my second one? Because I took JOK before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, quite honestly, this is a, you know, we're having a little bit of a draft here and I have to kind of read your mind. I know we're both big fans of JOK and I was like, mm, maybe she takes him because and that's why I took JOK first. It was more of a strategy move, not a lesser player here. This was all a strategy move, thinking I'd be able to maybe pick up another linebacker later, thinking you may take JOK. So it was more of a strategy move here. Okay. It's interesting because we do know that the Browns, and this is no no disrespect to any of the linebackers, but we, we know that going into this offseason that there wasn't a huge emphasis on linebacker. And we, we really talked about that at length, the, the value of that position and how they see it. Um, yeah. They put a lot of emphasis on pass rushing and the secondary. And I think really throughout the NFL, that's kind of the standard. Sure. Linebackers, and I'm not saying this about CNA Taki Taki, this is just a general statement about linebackers. Some of them can do a lot of the same. JOK is not one of them, right? And we've got a couple others that are just maybe a step ahead, can bring a little bit more to the table. Um, but that's, that's why I haven't gone in that direction yet, because I think some of those guys, I don't want to use the, the word interchangeable, but almost. Um, right. So with that, I'm I'm still not taking a linebacker. I'm still not going to take a linebacker here. I'm I'm going to take a little bit of a risk. Um, but again, I'm placing the emphasis here, and I'm going to solidify my secondary. And I'm taking Grant Delpit. I I understand okay. he didn't play a snap last year. He had a torn Achilles. But if we take a look, if if we are comparing the two two injured guys last year and Grant and Greedy, I feel more confident in Grant's ability to bounce back quicker. Now. I think he will thrive in this defense more so um, than, than Greedy would, just you know, point blank. And the reason that I say that is due to his position, his positional value. We know what Joe Woods likes to do. We know what he likes to run. So you give me Ronnie Harrison and Grant Delpit uh, to be in that safety room with a kind of a rangy corner in a Greg Newsom. As I mentioned previously, I think that my guys right now could put their athletic ability on display in the secondary. So I'm going to go Grant. Oh, sure. Yeah, as long as they stay healthy, you're right. So, and that's that goes with anything. Uh, right. Before we get into the next pick here, Dustin, I just want to give a shout out to our friends over at Five Star Meats. We're talking about having a picnic. We're talking about having a barbecue. You got your stadium mustard, you got your complete ketchup, but you can't finish it unless you have the meat. So go check them out over at Five Star Meats. Bob and his crew are truly the best in the business. You can get 
the best meat that there is. Um, you know, they're, they're a local company that's supporting a small business and there ain't no wiener like a five-star wiener. That's what they say over there at Five Star Meat. So go make sure that you check them out. Again, go to our website at herewegobrownies.com. You can go to our sponsors page. It'll give you the direct link to their site for you to learn more. All right, Dustin, go ahead. Um, so I need a corner still, right? I'm still minus a corner running. I still need a corner, correct? If you're looking at your list. Yeah, that... you have Greedy Williams. I, but I just I just have one, right? Okay. Yes. Yep. All right. You know what? Man, you know, Allie, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little uh I'm gonna go a little bit on a limb here. Man. Man, oh man, who do I take? You took Denzel's off the board, Greedy's gone. Man, I'm gonna trust on my rookies here. I don't know, man. Okay. You know what? I'm going to go, you know, let, I'm going to go AJ green. I'm going to go AJ green here. I'm going to go with a rookie out of Oklahoma state. Um, he had, he, he, he's going into a second year. Oh, sorry. I had him down here as a rookie, but you're right. He is a second. You're right. He is a second year player, but I have AJ green um, as my pick here. I just, I don't know. We'll see. That's kind of a question mark, but I needed to take a corner. So I'm going to take AJ green. I cannot believe you let this player fall into my lap. Oh no. Here's the thing, Dustin. I don't you you could have waited to take a, a corner because I've got uh, corners. I'm not taking another one. You could have waited here. I know. See. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm going Anthony Walker. Um look, look, this is kind of that point in the roster or in the draft where you start saying, okay, you know what? If I can't get him, I can still get him. If I can't get this guy, I can maybe take this guy and put him here. Now, Anthony Walker was the one guy that I, I said, JOK is a step above. And I was going to say Anthony Walker is a step above, but I don't want to put that in your head. So Anthony Walker coming out of Indianapolis, we know the veteran leadership that he put on display for guys like Darius Leonard, who was devastated when he left Indy. So to put him here, we talk about speed. We talk about athletic ability. That's exactly what uh, this front office, Kevin Stefanski, Andrew Barry, and Joe Woods really went after and put their focus on. You talk about... JJ3, Troy Hill, getting those big name free agents, Jadavion Clowney, Tack McKinley. I think one of the biggest free agent signings this offseason was Anthony Walker. His ability to stop the run and his instincts put him a step ahead of everybody else. Now, I'm not saying his athletic ability does, but his instincts, his ability to right. run and know where that play is going. Give me Anthony Walker there in the middle of the defense all day. And his experience obviously, you know, helps yes. tremendously. Yes. Um, all right, Dustin, you are up. Man, oh man, what are you doing to me, Allie? Boy, as soon as I, as soon as, you know, Allie, I think this guy's going to make the team, and I think he's going to be a starter. Yeah, let's hear it. And all of our Ohio State fans are going to love this pick, by the way. Um, I'm going with another defensive tackle, Tommy Togiai. Ohio State. Yeah, I like that. I, you know, I got my billions up there. I got my Togia. I got two guys that are 300, 300 plus pounds. I got my Miles Garrett. I got Curtis. I feel good now. I feel good about my defensive line. I, I just feel good now. Like I got, I got the meat and I got the speed and I got my sack guys. Yeah, I'm going to go here. I like Tommy. You know what? I like Tommy a lot too, but, but <laughs> the rookie, he's got a lot to learn. Give me the, 
the the coach on the field and Malik Jackson, who's an absolute scrapper. He can be that stud on the interior of that defensive line. I, I'm taking Malik Jackson here. Um, I need to beef up the interior of my defensive line. I understand that. Um, I can't believe he failed to me here. It was my ninth overall pick. Um, we know from several players that we've had on Porter Gustin, Curtis Weaver, Tommy Togiai. We ask, hey, who's your go-to guy? Who's been your mentor? Malik Jackson is that guy. So I'm taking him here. Um, he's been in the league. He has a lot of familiarity with uh, Joe Woods, with Andrew Barry. I'm taking him here, and I feel very, very comfortable doing so. All right. So I need one more. I need one more defensive lineman, right? Your call. Well, I mean to complete a roster. I'm just saying. Am I right? Does that sound right to you? Uh, let me take a look at who you got here. Um, like so you have Miles, Curtis Weaver, Andrew Billings, and Tommy Togia. So at this point, I need one more line. Okay. Well, or do I go a different direction, right? Throw Alley off. All right. Um, I'm, I've done, my corners are done, right? Correct? I believe so. My cornerbacks are done. You have uh, AJ Hill and... I have AJ Green. Or AJ Green, excuse me, and um, Greedy. Yeah, okay, so those are done, okay. Um, ba -ba -ba. Who are your linebackers real quick? Who are my linebackers? Yeah, that you've chosen, sorry. Um, I have Anthony Walker. Oh, you just have Anthony Walker, okay. And of course I have JOK and I took... Uh, yeah. Okay. All right, Gus, you're on the clock here, man. I know. I know. I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do. All right. You know what? I'm going to go with, oh, this is so tough. Now it's, all right. You know what? I'm going to go with Shred, Sheldrick Redwine for my next pick. That's what I'm going with. Okay. Like his play in the regular season. I like his play and tenacity in the postseason. I'm going with Shredrick. That's my pick. Okay. All right. Um, I just can't believe you're letting these players fall to me. Uh, give me Jacob Phillips. I, I mean, come on. Uh, you give me Anthony Walker and Jacob Phillips there in, in the middle of that defense. I, I'm, I'm on board with that. He had a very good season last, uh, last year. We know that he led the SEC in tackles, which is no easy feat uh, when he was still, you know, at LSU. Um, he brings speed to the table. We talked about speed going into this offseason, how important that was, especially coming off of that Kansas City loss. Uh, mm -hmm. You can see Jacob Phillips stop the run, his instincts, uh, both him and, and Anthony Walker there, and the, the, the meat of the defense, I'll take it. So we're, I only have two picks left. Does that sound about right? You've got one pick left. Oh, I got one pick left. And I need to fill out my – I got to fill out my uh, defensive line. So let, here, I'll recap. Let's do this. Let's do a quick recap. Um, yep. Let's do a quick recap here. So you have Miles Garrett, JJ3, JOK, Greedy Williams, Curtis Weaver, Andrew Billings, Sione Takitaki, AJ Green, Tommy Togiai, and Sheldrick Redwine. Correct. I have Denzel Ward, Jadavion Clowney, Ronnie Harrison, Greg Newsom, Troy Hill, Tack McKinley, Grant Delpit, Anthony Walker, Malik Jackson, and Jacob Phillips. Okay. I have one pick left. Yeah, and it's got to be on the line because I only have, yeah. Again, that's your call. Yeah. I'm going to go Jordan Elliott, defensive tackle with this next pick. Uh, 
Again, a lot of beef. I like beef on the front. Again, 6'4", over 300 pounds. You know, I want to stop the run. So my last pick of this draft is Jordan Elliott. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Um, I was really contemplating taking him here if you hadn't. Um, but I think for me, I feel very confident in, in my uh, roster so far. You know, running tack out there, I've got Jadavion Clowney and I've got um, – uh, I've got Malik Jackson there. You know what I'm going to do is I actually I'm going to I'm going to beef up the the middle of my my uh, defense. I'm going to go Malcolm Smith here. Uh, I think he's a veteran presence. Um, mm -hmm. He was incredibly incredibly impactful last year. They brought him back. Um, you know they chose Anthony Walker over somebody like a BJ Goodson. Uh, but Malcolm Smith, what he brings to the table, he brings out leadership. He brings uh, the knowledge of this defense of this scheme. Um, so I feel very comfortable rolling him out here to kind of be, uh, and he's also very, very, very good in coverage. We know that that's a huge priority as uh, for linebackers as they go into, right. into um, this season, really what they were trying to get with their free agents and through the draft. Uh, so I'm going to go Malcolm Smith here. I feel comfortable doing so. Um, Dustin, do you want to do a bonus pick or do we want to cap it there? Let's do one bonus pick. That way we can make sure that everybody has a well-rounded roster. We'll do one more here. All right. One more. Okay. One Before we get into that, Dustin, I'm going to give you a second here to think that through. Um, okay. Orlando bread. We talk about the picnic. We talk about the barbecue. We talk about getting together with your family. You've got the mustard. You've got the ketchup. you got the meats. What do you need to top it off? You need the bun. Uh, go check them out over at Orlando bread. They have been around forever and they have been around forever because they're doing such an awesome job. Um, we love them here at the Here We Go Brownies podcast. So make sure that you are checking them out. Again, you can go to herewegobrownies.com to learn more. Uh, click on the sponsor link and it'll take you directly to their site where you can get your supply of Orlando bread. Uh, Northeast Ohioans, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't had it, go get it now. Uh, so Dustin, I'll turn it over to you for the last pick. Hey, uh, real quick. <laughs> um, is MJ Stewart off the board or is he still available? No, he's still available. All right. With my last pick, just because corners can't have enough of them, I'm going to take MJ Stewart. Um, again, another guy that's played in Joe Woods defense, uh, kind of understands it pretty well. I'm going to go with MJ Stewart for my last bonus pick. I like that. I think that's, I think that's a solid pick. Um, you know, he was kind of a special teams ace last, last season. Um, mm -hmm. You can get him there. Um, you know, he had some pretty big interceptions last season. Um, he's, he's got some experience coming off of coming off of that. Um, I, was looking for, I was looking for a versatile player and that kind of just, that one just kind of jumped out at me there. So. Um, you know what? I'm going to add one more player with my bonus pick. I have one more player to my defensive line. Yeah. I'm going with our friend Porter Gustin here. Yeah. Um, you know, what we know about Porter is, you know, he, he brings some versatility to the, to the table. Excuse me. Um, I've got Tack. I've got Jadavion. I've got Porter. And then I have Malik Jackson. So what, you know what? I would feel totally comfortable, Dustin, running Tack McKinley and Porter Gustin out as my ends put Jadavion Clowney in there at three technique along with um, yeah. with Malik Jackson at nose. I feel very comfortable with that. I don't think that that's, I, I, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm not looking at this saying, oh, I, I'm too heavy with defensive ends because what do we know about the Joe Woods defense? Versatility. So I'm going to run it out yeah. there with yeah. and finish my defensive line. 
That's good. I like that. That was a yeah. That was that was fun, Alan. We actually that you he actually made me think, and then I gave you, in your opinion, a couple of players you wanted. So I got my Miles Garrett. So that was fun. Like we kind of went back and forth. That was pretty. I mean, like it was that was fun. Like that, that that seemed that seemed harder, by the way, than the offensive draft we did. That was a little harder. I didn't get. expect it to be though. I really did it. I agree. Yeah. That one's a little bit harder. Yeah. Okay, so we do uh, we do ask that you drop your comments. Your uh, you need to vote on who you think had the better draft. We'll of course post the uh, the picture or excuse me the post of you know our draft, um, and you can select who you think had the better draft. And we'll also post the entire draft, offense yep. and defense, um, and you can go ahead and select who you think the winner is on that front. Just to get some interaction here, we like hearing from you. So again, I'm going to run through this real quick, Dustin. Read these back off. Um, Dustin, you had Miles Garrett, JJ3, JOK, Greedy Williams, Curtis Weaver, Andrew Billings, Sione Takitaki, AJ Green, Tommy Togiai, Sheldrick Redwine, Jordan Elliott, and MJ Stewart. Yep. And I'm running out there with Denzel Ward, Jadavion Clowney, Ronnie Harrison, Greg Newsom, Troy Hill, Tack McKinley, Grant Delpit, Anthony Walker, Malik Jackson, Jacob Phillips, Malcolm Smith, and Porter Gustin. Yeah. So those of you that are still sticking around listening, please drop a comment on who you think won. We'll continue to post this on Twitter and on Facebook for you to vote there. Um, that was fun. That was fun. Hey, I like so that. That's always a good time. Speaking of, I know you waited a long time for your food tonight. Did you have pizza? What'd you have for dinner? I didn't. No. So. Oh, that's I, right. Oh, you, you said I got to go. Yeah, I gotta go. So normally listeners, you know, that prior to jumping on the pod, I stuff my face with food. <laughs> Uh, I, I do. And I always regret it because I'm like, oh, my heartburn. I'm like, oh, I got to go talk for an hour. I'm not feeling great. Um, well, today I went out with my family. My family's in town. Um, so shout out to my family. Shout out to you, Baba. Shout out to you, Aunt Boob. Yeah, thanks for joining. Um, I, we all went to dinner right across the street and we're sitting there. We're sitting there. We're sitting there. And you're watching the clock. And, you're and I'm like, all right, well, we got over there. It was like five o'clock. I'm like, all right, we're, we're good. We're plenty of time. Six o'clock rolls around. I'm like, I got to prep. I've got to get ready. I had just come from the beach, so I was not prepared to do sure. a show. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 6.30 rolls around. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not eating. So I was fortunate enough. My family got me some food. It's it's waiting for me in the, in the oh. refrigerator. So I've got some barbecue. Excuse me. With oh. my tonight, and I'm excited about that. Is it, is it the same barbecue I got you or a different place? No, it's not. It's a, it's, it's just a place right here next to, next to the condo. Um, okay. Very good. And I'm excited to eat it once we wrap up, but no, I did not have pizza, but if you are in the mood for pizza, Dustin, why don't you tell our listeners where they can get that? So uh, Angelo's pizza is uh, obviously our official sponsor uh, for pizza, the best pizza in Cleveland. Uh, they are going to be providing pizzas for our event on August 8th, which is exciting. Um, along with our friends at Five Star Meats, who will be providing the hot dogs as well, um, and we'll be out there. But uh, this will be a great time. Uh, and if you're ever in Cleveland, I, I cannot say this enough. If you're in Cleveland, you have to put it on your bucket list to go have Angelo's Pizza. Allie and I didn't know, you know, prior to even having them come on as a sponsor, we had never literally ever had a piece of Angelo's Pizza. And then we went there, and Allie was like, "Okay, I can die now. I've had a great piece of pizza." And Allie will attest. Not only are their salads and everything's good, their food is amazing. Like, and I can see why people love them in Cleveland. It is amazing pizza. So yeah, they truly are fantastic. Not only do they have great food, they've got 
great people running the show. Uh, so a good shout out to our friends over there at Angelo's Pizza over in Lakewood. It's truly the best in the business. Um, Dust, let's get into this real quick. Um, something interesting as we go into training camp, Anthony Schwartz and Greg Newsom contracts are still unsigned at this point in time. I uh, just want to bounce, you know, kind of kind of go back and forth on this one a little bit. What are your thoughts on this? I know the, the rookies report here on Saturday. Um, so we're kind of getting up, up against it here. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, the, I believe the rookies have to report July 24th. Tommy was saying yes, it'll be there July 24th, so it's coming up. I think, I don't know. This is, a, you know, these are really two good players, and I think they're trying to, you know, these rookie deals we know, once they're signed, they're kind of there for the four-year rookie deal. So I think they're trying to negotiate their best salary. I think these will all get done before Saturday, um, just negotiations, and they just kind of got spread out. So I do think these will get signed before Saturday. Um, I just think they're just – they're trying to get their best. I mean, they're trying to get their best deal. I mean, do you think it's something to worry about? Do I think it's something to worry about? No, no. I I've seen some of these rookie contracts draw out to the night before they go out to training camp. So no, I don't think this is something to worry about. Quite honestly, no. I don't either. Um, to be honest with you, Dustin, I, we've seen this before. We're going to continue to see it. It's just kind of the way the world right now. A lot of these these rookies, especially first round rookies, coming out. Um, you know, they've got their fifth year option. That's just kind of the way that the contract's set up. Yep. They do have some leverage. They do have some wiggle room, but it really is in their best interest to sign that contract as soon as possible to make sure that they are, I'm sure, well insured within the team um, and, and really just brought up to speed on everything else. Um, do I think it's a concern? Not yet. No, I think what is it Wednesday? Plenty of time, especially in, in the sports world um, right. for, for this front office and for these agents to get this done. Um, yeah. Now, if this is Friday night, you know, it might be like sweat just a little bit, but no, I don't think that this is something that us Browns fans need, need to con concern ourselves with right now. Um, if, if that remains the case through Saturday, then we might have a problem on our hands, but up until then, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I don't think anybody else should, uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. Yeah. And they haven't been like negative or anything. I think this is just no. trying to negotiate the best contract. So yeah. Yeah. On that note, contracts, uh, we'll close the show with this one. Uh, what are you hearing about our friend Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, and Denzel Ward, Dustin? I, I hear that there could be a deal intimately, intimate very soon with Denzel or Nick Chubb. And I'm thinking Baker would be the third one that we get signed. But I think in the next week to 10 days, we could see a deal with Nick Chubb and Denzel Ward come down. And then maybe if, if Baker doesn't get signed, that may go into the season. Maybe, you know, you know, but I think sooner than later, I think we'll see a Denzel and a Nick Chubb signing for an, an extension, at least. Who do you think is signed first? Well, I think it's a no-brainer. You pay Chubb. You got you. You make your you make your running back happy. Um, he's been the most consistent player. Um, he's he's your workhorse. He's the one that can change football games on a dime. Um, I think you got to go Chubb, then probably Denzel, and then Baker. Because here's the truth. Baker's going to cost the most money, right? I mean, that's just the truth in this thing. So with that said, I, if I'm the GM of the Cleveland Browns, okay, if I can get Denzel signed and I can get Chubb taken care of and they're happy, okay, now what do I have left, right? What do I have in the bank? What's my CBA look, you know, you know, what's the cap look like next year? I can kind of look at all that now and say, okay, where's our range now where we can now talk to Baker and see where we can come in with a deal. So I think it goes in that order. Chubb, Denzel, Baker. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you pay, you pay Nick Chubb. You pay Nick yeah. Chubb. 
bottom line. No question about it. Oh, even even Kareem Hunt's like, pay the man, pay Chubb. Like, I mean, I mean, you couldn't Have get. Have you seen those shirts around that says pay Nick Chubb? Yeah, I, mean, I know. Well, Ali, one, one of those guys has actually dropped our, has dropped into our DMs um, on Twitter that, that actually created those shirts and actually was a, a writer for uh, in Cleveland. So it was pretty interesting, but yeah, pay Nick Chubb shirts. I love them. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. They speak the can, truth. Gotta pay Nick can, I, can, I, can I throw a little uh, Aaron Rodgers thing at you a little bit, maybe? Yeah, real quick. Let's finish yeah. on this now. Okay, so I am of the opinion, if anybody watched last week's show, Allie thinks he's not going to – I mean, his final game is done with the with the Packers. Is that fair to say? Like, do you think he's – Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. And we all have seen the rumors that have come out um, about the two-year extension that was like a mega deal. Now, I am of the belief that he's going to play one more season in Green Bay, and this is why I believe so, and why I believe he actually rescinded that deal. Because if he would have signed that two-year deal, that would have kept him in Green Bay for the next five. He does not want to be in Green Bay the next five years. Not at all. I think he wants to play one year on his current contract, keep his options open in the offseason. But I think when they said, hey, we'll give you two years, which actually is five, I, no way. I'm out. I don't like the front office enough. I'm going to just, you know, take my chances, play this year, see where we go, and then reassess him. That's my opinion. But go ahead, Alex. Yeah, no, I don't think that's incorrect. I, I don't think that's incorrect at all. To be honest with you, Dustin, I think probably what happened um, in, in my eyes, anyways, what I what I think happened was, you know, he was trying to force his way out prior to last season. And he said, hey, I'm going to play another season. We're going into a COVID year. I'll give it a shot. What do I, I, I don't know what the future of my career looks nothing like. To lose. Yeah, I'm nothing to lose. lose. COVID, I don't know what that looks like on the other side. I'm going to play. I'm going to go try to win another Super Bowl. I'm not happy. I'm disgruntled with what the front office has done. I'm unhappy with their inability to draft any receiving talent. And I'm unhappy that they traded up the previous draft to draft a quarterback. Um, I'm not thrilled. So what I think happened, Dustin, was he said, get me out of here. I'm going to lay low. I'll play this season. I'll try to take you to a Super Bowl. But after that, get rid of me. Mm -hmm. And I think they were saying, okay, yeah, we can do that. We'll do that just to appease him. And they did it. And I think that's when Aaron Rodgers gained some leverage to say, you know what, we're close to the draft. It was, I think, the night before the draft. Get me out of here. Because his, in his mind, what I would imagine is I want to go to San Francisco. I better make this known prior to them taking a quarterback at number three overall. I can yeah, enhance my yeah. and have San Francisco send that number three overall pick plus some to Green Bay. And it works out. So that's <laughs> what I think happened. And now he's just making it well known his his distaste with the organization um and just really again not the way i would go about it at all um uh, but i i think he's not afraid to make it well known that he's unhappy and he doesn't plan on playing um uh, because yeah. he was patient last year that's my thought yeah. that's what i think happened but i don't know yeah i don't know and, and the fact that he renewed his country club membership this year <laughs> well it goes to show too you know you got a minute here it just goes to show that Money isn't everything. That would have put him as the highest paid player in the NFL. Money doesn't mean everything. Not being to him at all. Not to him at all. Well, really in any organization, Dustin, you think yeah. about being in, in a job, let's say that they're paying you well, but they're treating you poorly. If you're underappreciated and you are not being 
if you're not being appreciated for the work that you're doing and you are doing exceptional work, like Aaron Rodgers taking them to the NFC championship two years in a row, and they're still not doing anything for you. Why do you owe that organization or that company or whoever, anything you don't, you don't, well, that's why he's trying to force his hand. And a perfect example of that Ali is if you, when you bought your condo, if you would have had Katie, think about it. If you would have had Katie Klonowski with, with Keller Williams, when you went to go get your condo, your life would be a heck of a lot. That's true. That is. I know when you went through that, and Katie is, of course, our sponsor, but um, I know what Allie had to deal with to buy uh, houses. And I tell you what, the things she told me, I'm like, no, 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 no. You're the customer. That's not how you get treated. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I know. Trust me. They're just throwing my information around out there. And I'm like, no, no, that's not how it works. So um, if, you're in, if you're in Ohio and you need to build or build or buy a house, Either one, Katie Klonowski will take care of you in the Cleveland area. You're absolutely right. She is the best of the business, and we appreciate having her on as a proud sponsor of the Here We Go Brownies podcast. So go check her out over at Katie Klonowski at Keller Williams if you're buying or selling a home. She's the best in the business. She can hold your hand, guide you through the entire process. And go make sure that you follow her on all the socials because she will be your best friend in the real estate world. Um, so, Dustin, we're going to go ahead and wrap up on a beautiful Wednesday evening. Any closing thoughts as we wrap up here? No, Allie, I'm just ready for football. I'm excited to see our fans in a couple of weeks, a little over two weeks in Cleveland. It's going to be a great time. I uh, will uh, announce more about that on future shows um, and give you more details. But hey, as Allie would say, stay safe and go Browns. Allie would say that, um, and she's going to. Guys, with that, stay safe, stay healthy, and as always, go Browns. Browns. Cleveland! This is for you! Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, this for my dogs from the east to the west side. Rock it brown and orange with me, baby. Let's ride. Represent the land, let them know. Tell them, here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Here we go.